Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On this week's Patreon-exclusive episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, we're talking about the Squire Bullet Telly. I give the other guys on the podcast £400 and they decide how they would mod a bullet telly to make it as good as a Mexican telly. Will they be able to do it? Find out at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined today by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Ah. Matt, we uh, we can't see you anymore, oh. which is a shame. Sorry about that. We'll we'll continue on. Um, you can see... You can see the uh, the ripple effect that comes out from when he starts talking, though, which is quite nice. So we've got a visual representation of Matt's mouth moving up so and down. His aura. Yeah, that's what it is. We can see his aura. So uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us for this visual podcast. Um, <laughs> Joe Branton, it's your birthday week. Yes, and you're wearing a crazy shirt. That's right. This is my um, this is my well, it's a maternity blouse. A five pound sale rail looks great. Yeah, it is great. It's it, my three it men and little lady shirt. It looks more like what Homer was wearing in that episode of The Simpsons. The moo moo. Yeah, when he stays home and gets the drinky bird. Yeah, it's got that mate. sort of. It's got I that edge you, to it. I can see that being you in a few years. You're just like I found a way to stay at home and just hang out with the drinky bird. This is my shirt for when I am feeling bloated. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Post-birthday bloat. Uh, yeah. What did you get up to on your little birthday? Uh, I went to um, All Points East Festival at Victoria Park in London to watch Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Rare that you get to see Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds these days. So um, that was fantastic. Great That see- record that he put out last year, uh, two years ago. Skeleton Tree. Unbelievable. Yeah, what a fantastic it's record. It's so good. It's so, so dark. Yeah. It was it's really amazing. good. He had a, There was an excellent mix of uh, tracks from Skeleton Tree, um, uh, tracks from Murder Ballad, some stuff from Push the Sky Away, and a little bit of what was the one before Push the Sky Away? Uh, the Boatman or something like that. I can't remember. I don't really know, to be honest. I know that record less well than the others, to be honest. But uh, what was fantastic, two things that were fantastic. Warren Ellis was there with his uh, four string tenor, oh, um, his like tenor Mustang. Yeah, amazing. And you have the double neck, because he's also got a signature double neck. Which is, yeah, which is like a tenor, and I think it's like. A not, it's like a normal size guitar in tenor tuning and then like a small mandolin or something oh that's amazing no he was um, he was 
splitting between playing the grand piano um playing his violin he had his his uh custom shop chrome violin of course um uh which he was playing he holds like a guitar and plays it with a plectrum um so he had that and uh, yeah it's just he just uses it for for weird soundscapes right, like okay. big sort of aggressive sort of sort of sounds and stuff. How do we go? And and uh, the <laughs> and the four string tenor Mustang which was absolutely fantastic. I did, I I know we've seen pictures of it and stuff but I didn't realize the tenor Mustang also has a 3 and 1 headstock. Is it an airline thing? It's uh, Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, Eastwood. Eastwood. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. It looked so cool. It was such a great guitar. And what was interesting was he was actually playing the guitar line from uh, Jubilee Street. He the lead line from that he plays on that um, tenor Mustang, which is such like a a really like quintessential Nick Cave guitar line. I just never thought for a second it would be played on a four string guitar. Couldn't but, tell you how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it was fantastic. So that was really cool. And Nick Cave had. Uh, Kylie Minogue uh, come out on stage and do that one that goes <laughs> yes that's right yeah that that's one. right they they performed that uh, that together which was fantastic but it was a, it was a wonderful set he that's got, the only one that I know he got the bulk of the audience onto the stage at one point obviously the bulk but probably about 40 or 50 people he pulled up on wow. stage for at least the last 20 minutes of the set that, see that is the sort of thing that if it's the last song or the last chorus, or the last like you know couple of minutes, you're like, yeah, this is wicked. But if you ended up being duped into going up onto the stage, and the sounds and then, and then he, well, and then he played another five songs, yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'm oh, not no, sure he, I feel comfortable up here anymore. Yeah. He got them to do things like he got them all to sit down, and he walked amongst them and stuff. Uh, he he picked a few up and like sang to them, and so he's obviously such a ridiculous performer. And let's not forget, obviously, Nick Cave previously of the birthday party widely cited as being the most violent live post-punk band of all time in history so he is a widely cited man. yeah who else played um patty smith played oh as was well. that good yeah that was fantastic what a wonderful slice of history um okay. so that, was, that was really good to see actually her guitarist had my favorite setup of of the night because he had a he had a Stratocaster that looked it looked like it was Fender I couldn't quite see if it was said Fender on the headstock but um, it was a, a custom um, Sunburst Torque Guard Strat with just the middle pickup yeah it just had a just volume control and just the middle pickup very That's weird like, so weird it sounded amazing like I really I, I was kind of Wacky. like I, I noticed I noticed how yeah it was but I really noticed the tone on some of his lead lines and I was trying to like look at the big screen to see if there was like a cut of him so I could see maybe see where the where the, the pickup selector was on the strat and then I was like hold on there isn't one and then he moved his hand away for a minute and I realised that <laughs> there's just one pickup which was really cool that was a that was a great setup he was really interesting uh, St Vincent played as well Okay, um, I've seen her a couple of times this year and there was no way I was going to get far enough forward for Nick Cave if I went to uh, oh, was the bulk it of her different so stage? Really, yeah. Was it full band or was it just... She, uh, now, she was playing full band for the first time in a long time. Because you, you, last time you saw her was solo, wasn't it? The last couple of times. Last couple of times. So I saw her in LA oh, at, yeah, of course. at NAMM yeah, yeah. Um, with Mary and I saw her um, also with Mary in London uh, a few months before that. Both times it was uh, it was a solo performance and I've seen her before with a band and she was much better before. 
with a band yeah and how so, was it this time well well i i caught a song from further back but it certainly it, it it's it looks like and and you know sounded like from the back it just had loads more life to it yeah it, I, everything I think was that's just always, a bit stagnant yeah that's always the thing though i think if you've got a full band it's just always going to sound better yeah. but i guess to a certain degree st vincent is kind of at a point now where it does 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 she need to spend that money you know yeah. does it does she need to spend the 10 grand a day or whatever it is to get those high quality session musicians not, yeah. and not. and the gear rental and transporting it and getting texts to load it up and everything or, or could she a, just get could a mini display could she just rock up with her guitar and play it you <laughs> know i think i think something like this is it's a one-off massive show course, i mean it'll yeah. be really cool but exactly. if you're on tour i mean i i can understand why she doesn't do it yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I think there were some other bands, but honestly, I saw I was so Courtney Barnett drunk. played. Oh yes, I saw did you her. See her. I did. I did yeah, go yeah. and see Courtney Barnett. Her, that was great. Telly. No, yeah, she, plays, no, no. she plays a left-handed jazz master. She, well, she, she has plays a jazz master. She is. She has like three guitars. She has a black left-handed Telecaster, which she often plays as well. But no, she she didn't play the Telly at all this time. All oh, right. Uh, she has uh, like a black '70s Strat, um, like black uh, with a black plate and white pickups. Um, which she played for the bulk of the first half of the set and it, that sounded fantastic I really liked that sound on her stuff and then for the rest of the set she split between her two Jaguars um, oh Jaguars yeah, yeah. no she has got Jazz Masters as well she okay, has an yeah. excellent taste in yeah, guitars yeah, yeah, and has yeah, a totally. really cool range of instruments but she was splitting between two Kirk Cobain Jaguars so, oh, right, okay. um, so she had one that was the, the finish that's currently available because uh, oh, uh, listeners Courtney Barnett is, uh, is left handed as well so it's very impressive that she managed to get such cool guitars to use as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, she had the, the Kurt Cobain uh, Jaguar that's currently in production, which um, is a double humbucker Jaguar with, it has three rotary controls on the, in the control pot area instead yeah. of, what, what is it, Stanley two? Yes. So it's three really tight in together rotary controls there. Uh, I don't know what they are for. Are they, are they two put, individual volumes? Yeah, two individual volumes and a uh, and, a, tone. and a tone. Yeah, because Kirk, that's what Kirk Bain did. He yeah. put that. He put that middle one and in. Took all the switching out. Basically. Yeah, yeah, right. I see. Well, yeah, she um, she had the the one that's currently in production, which is Sunburst Talk Guard, and then she also had a Candy Apple Red with what looked like um, a mirror plate. Oh right, weird. I think or it might have been a chrome plate. I, I think that's a custom shop because I seem to remember seeing something about that. Um, a couple of years ago okay. I can't because a friend of mine and Mark's sometimes is her uh, guitar tech oh really oh, right. yeah yeah and uh, I'm pretty sure I saw him oh that's cool post up yeah it was a matching matching headstock candy apple red yeah, yeah that's that's the one I've seen chrome plate that's, yeah yeah that was fantastic uh, her new record is amazing yeah it's it's, it was really really good, really good. It's, uh, I like it a lot yeah it's really good it's just like chilled out she's got a wicked voice guitar yeah. playing's cool yeah, yeah, guitar playing is really cool. It was it was an excellent set and really really interesting. I I, I really liked that the whole uh, whole day had this sort of uh, this classic like um, uh, sort of post punky feel to it. So it was really good. There was some really tidy, aggressive guitar playing going on. Some real really nice taste in guitar across the board with most things. Very cool. Big question is, did you get anything guitar related for your birthday? Um. Well, now that you're the king of the pedals, the keeper of the guitar nerd stock, do you actually need anything anymore? I don't. I, I think I'm. I'm kind of. Um, I've inquired about one thing myself for myself, okay. but uh, but no. Uh, so actually, I've been bidding on a on a seventies music master on eBay. Bass. Uh, bass. Yeah, music master bass in um, uh, in. Well, I guess it was probably Olympic white at one point. Yeah. Um, with a talk guard. 
um, and it's been retrofitted with one of the new Seymour Duncan, the 51p base pickups that they do. I think okay. it's because um, I, I think they released that as a like an SPB 51 1, 2, and 3, 3 being the quarter pounder, 2 being the vintage hot, and 1 being yeah. the classic. So I think it was the one, which is really cool. But I, I've just been notified on my email that I've been outbid. Uh. It was about as much as I, I really wanted to. What's that sort of thing going for right now? Um, so it depends on the condition. This is like obviously a, a retrofitted pickup, and the plate isn't original either. So this one is sitting around £400. Um, there's like a there's a mint condition um uh lake placid blue i almost said pelham lake placid blue uh mint guard music master on there at the moment which is going for i think about 650 pounds although there is one identical um with a bite now of 1200 i think 1200 is a bit strong yeah that's yeah i think if it was the mustang i think 1200 is probably the top echelons of where a mustang should be but certainly not a music master certainly not with that hardware and like no no through net no they're really uh, basic yeah really basic i really like the music masters i would prefer a mustang but um, I've been looking for an old one for a while, and they're just really slim pickings at the moment online. So, but I have also given Tom Stanley at Stonefield a shout. See what if you can do something small for I'll you. Get the stinger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a stinger on it. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Not the double neck. Well, we d- look the polymaths tour season is starting soon, and we're talking about gimmicks. And I'm like, what could be more gimmicky than a double neck? Okay. Would you actually use both necks? I would, uh, yeah. Would I'd you find a way you, to if, use if the stinger? If you've got the stinger, yeah. how's the stinger tuned? It's a guitar. The stinger's a guitar. But with bass strings. Yeah. With a, with a, with a really wide six, neck. Really wide neck. Right, okay. Yeah. So it's a six string guitar. Yeah. With a six string bass neck. neck. But it's, it's yeah. only so it's a bass that starts at the 12th fret. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A six yeah, string yeah, bass yeah, that yeah, starts yeah. at the 12th fret. Yeah. Okay. And what would you. For like guitar lines, is there two outputs on it on the double net? Is there two outputs? I think it could be whatever Joe wants it to be. So could you you could do the bass line and because I know that I'd probably I, run I it all that, through one board. I know and that I just a lot of your bass lines are you know pretty uh, ploddy and you know they're pretty samey. So you could just do you know you could do the twelve bar blues, loop that, and yeah. then play over the top. Well, I'd, I'd probably just use the stinger for weird soundscape stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm just. I'm I just, love. I love. That I just emailed him to ask him how how much one would be. I love that you're you're like right. We need a gimmick. We need a gimmick. I've got a great idea. Double All neck. I need is five thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, not just. I like, tell you what. When we play, when we play, when we play at the Green Doors store to a hundred people next week, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah, the gimmick's yeah, not like I'll put on a bit of eyeliner or yeah. like wear some funny t-shirts or we, something like that. No, we, we've been announced for one of the larger stages at Arc Tangent, and so we were thinking we needed a bigger gimmicks. So last week we purchased four six-foot. Don't tell it. Yeah, should you be giving this no, away? It'll be fine. No one, no one listens to Polly Matthew listens to this podcast. But um, I, I, we purchased four six-foot inflatable unicorns. Um, like 30 beach balls I think it was just ordinary beach balls wasn't this your gimmick two years and ago and a ton of glitter no it was bananas we had inflatable bananas before oh, but yeah. six foot unicorns man yeah that's probably quite big yeah it's going to be should, four of them you should fill them with helium that's a good idea we were thinking about filling them with NOS <laughs> I think we should <laughs> we should not go down this route we should not go down yeah. this route they, they explode <laughs> who knows one uh, one tiny thing that you did see this week Joe Branton a brand new guitar from DV Mark oh that was so I, I totally good I forgot to mention it yeah well you Matt, you, thing. yeah you got to play it 
because I think I saw this and was aware of this because you put a picture up of it on the Guitar Nerds forum yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, and then I'd sort of never really talked about it, but they, yeah. they were just like, well, we just really needed like a travel guitar and we're branching out into other areas and we were like, well, we'll just, we'll make this. But he had a cow print one. Oh, amazing. And I was like, <laughs> that is incredible. The whole thing, cow print. Why does that so, exist? For, for listeners who don't know what the this DV Mark travel guitar is, um, there, there, there are pictures of it on the Guitar Nerds forum on Facebook, if you're not on that. But... Um, it is essentially a it's a travel guitar which is a super strat in an hss um uh, pickup configuration with a wilkinson trem and it's it's a very modern sort of quite 80s i guess looking thing with a maple neck and um it comes in seafoam green which is wicked so it's kind of it's got that sort of charvel uh, like San Dimas like, yeah, sort like of feel to it. San Dimas. San Dimas. What do you, how do you pronounce San it? San Dimas. San Dimas High School Football Rules. Oh, God. I think I've done a San review Dimas. on it and called it the San Dimas. <laughs> and I have just remembered, like literally just now, right. I saw these at NAMM. And really? I just, just forgot about it. Yeah, I took, I took some photos. Look. Oh, I'm yeah. showing Joe. There's yeah, also yeah. A, there's, there's also a like a, an aged one. cherry, uh, like a cherry sunburst. That's right. The one, cherry sunburst one's going to be affordable uh, because that is the downside of these. They are five hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean Ooh. it does seem it like played, a lot. Yeah, I tell you what, it played absolutely. It played perfectly. I it can, played like proper guitar. Not I completely like agree with you, Matt Knight. Um, yeah, I. It was actually off the back of your picture because I knew we had the um, the fellows coming into the shop um, from. What is it? MS- MSL? MSL Pro. Yeah, MSL. And so yeah. so I, I I swung them an email and asked them if they were going to be bringing this down. So they brought one down for us to have a butcher's at. But they come in a really nice plush travel soft bag, which I think would be excellent for the road. It might be my new favourite. That's a bit pointless. Say that again? I thought you were going to say hard case, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. a bit pointless. No, yeah, it's a really nice plush travel case. But I think it's cool that DV Marker branching out to this thing the only the only thing i i think they've got like the pickups in them say like dv mark on them and it's like yeah no, no all one, you're doing is no, sort of, no one cares yeah, you're yeah. just cheapening it what right? if they're trying to launch well, their own range of pickups totally. like, and, and maybe that's the, and that's if they do great that was what i was saying in, in the facebook group about this is it, it is really interesting that they have jumped kind of from bass amps to uh you know the the guitar amps and yeah. then from guitar amps to guitars and it is really cool that they're doing something that isn't just yeah. okay well here's a Strat copy okay well here's a Les Paul copy uh, but they're really small you know yeah. they they are kind of this is a bit of a weird unique shape and really well um, built yeah and it's not just cheap crap either it, yeah. by, the, by the looks of things it's it's proper proper you, stuff you, you really know, interesting to see what they do next well it's the thing like DV Mark and Mark Bass have never been like cheapy brands and they're sort no, of following no, no. this through in, but in you this. know why this has come about clearly Marco's just gone I've got quite a lot of travelling to do in the next 12 months or so. Can we sort of make a guitar for yeah, me? Probably. And then that's become in the range. Well, I was speaking well, no, to them. He listens to this podcast and he's like... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Joe Branton, he needs a new travel guitar. That, well, that, definitely. But I, I was speaking to the guys at MSL Pro and they were saying that um, it, the, the, the new microamps, things like the... Um, you know, there's the, the 50, I can't remember what the 50 Galileo. is called. There's no, I want the new. The, so there's the Micro Fifty Mark II, Micro 50, the Micro yeah. Jazz. Yeah, um, and, and there's there's the something dog, isn't there? Raw dog, Raw dog, which we talked about. Yeah. year of the year, but most of the mini heads now are like fifty watts. That one's yeah. two hundred and fifty. I've put an inquiry in for a Micro Jazz fifty. Yeah, head. they they were saying that those micro heads are the most profitable profitable thing 
in the DV Mark, Mark base catalogue now. Well, I'm sure that's something that they uh, are pre- appreciative of you for no, sharing fine. with everyone. <laughs> but no, as in, sorry, they sell the most. They they, they move the most units of those oh, so, okay. over everything in Mark base. Right. Okay. Which is which is incredible that DV Mark has taken off to such a massive extent. Well, completely. But I think you're always going to get that because guitars are just guitars There's and more guitar stuff is more popular than bass. Yeah, yeah of you course. Know, uh, most bass players will buy an amp and have a bass mm. and that's it. You know, it's it, it is something that's changing but it's guitar players are just more adventurous. Yeah. Also, the DV Mark heads I think are in generally doing something quite different from other brands like there's a lot of other people doing the Mark Bass stuff style now you know small like class D type thing I can't really think of anyone who's doing that kind of amp like high end solid statey kind of tiny guitar heads I think a lot of that is because that sort of uh, that sort of space is being um, hoovered up by Kemper and uh, by people who are after super high-end modelling. Yeah, what if you don't want that? Like, what if you just want one sound yeah. but super well, loud? If you, just want, well, if yeah. you want a clean pedal platform, I yeah, think exactly. DV have got it tied up at the moment. That's why I, I'm after the Micro Jazz 50. Because yeah. when they had the combos, I was like, this is great, but I don't want a 1x8 combo. Those I combos were... Those combos were completely bananas. Because when, when they first came in, I thought that they had chipped us an empty box because they yeah. were so, like, so light. I, you could pick up... Um, one of those was it a one by eight, Matt? They, yeah, it was a one by eight, and I think a one by ten. Twelve, I think. Or Whatever it was, I remember with one of one of them. I can't remember which one it was. I was able to pick it up with my little finger. Like yeah. I, I hooked that through the handle and I lifted it up. They were so light. Yes, nice. But they sounded great for pedals, and that the the heads actually got like an effects loop on it. Really nice reverb, fifty watts, totally clean. You can't distort it. I was like, it's perfect for guitar pedals, and yeah. I think they're like. 350 quid 400 quid something like that they're not that's the weird part DV Mark has gone down such a different route to Mark Base whilst making a really similar product DV Mark have made them really affordable whereas Mark Base were kind of all their Class D stuff was it was the most expensive Class D stuff you could get but they oh. were made in Italy, right? Yeah, initially yeah. Not, these yeah. ones are made are not are not made in Italy. I'm not sure where they're made, but I think they're they're Chinese or Indonesian or something like that. I think. Do you know what else is funny? Like with DV Mark going down this road, this is the time that Mark Base have just. We we don't obviously often talk about bass stuff on uh, on the podcast, but Mark Base have just switched up their catalogue and introduced the new um, the Casa, which is. Uh, uh, it's a signature range from the bass player from Snarky Puppy, okay. and it is vintage voiced, vintage looking, like uh, sort of Ampeg esque, Fender Super Bassman esque, Bassman esque. Um, so is it? Yeah, like they do eight tens. Oh yeah, wow, it's yeah. huge. Yeah, and they do like eight ten cabs with it. And I stuff. assume it's not valve though. I assume it's still like Class D. Yeah, it's Class D. It, it just looks the deal because they've done stuff like that before. They have done some bigger heads. You'd yeah, think they had well, that, uh, that valve the, head that Randy Jackson. No, well. the Randy Jackson was just valve preamp, and they did a five. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Box. But it was a, in a bigger box. You're than thinking of the classic three hundred, yeah. oh, which was their digital was interface. So good. That amp yeah. was absolutely incredible until uh, it stopped working. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> like then the, it was a nightmare. No, but it told you on the little readout that it wasn't working. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that was brilliant. You turn it on, it does this little like test mode, and it's like. Oh, this valve is faulty. Like, great. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure. That, I'm sure that's, uh, again, that's wicked when it flashes up five minutes before you're about to play. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and this Casa looks fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. does. I like it. I like the um, again. You know, the best Ampeg head ever made, the um, SVT 450. This is down, <laughs> going down a similar route. But this is a similar sort of thing, isn't it? But um, 
But you said no, they're doing I an eight ten for this as well. Yeah, they do. They're, they're, <laughs> really? They're, there's a there's an eight ten in the in the Casa yeah. range, and and they're they're set to release a load of other cabs as well for it. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But apparently, this has been really well received, Ooh, and so. So yeah, this could be a new route for Markbase, which would be funny seeing them for the first, well, not for the first time, as we just said, but, you know, for the first time in a while going down this route, meanwhile, DV Mark maximise on, you know, making amp heads you can fit in your back pocket. They know there's an Ampeg resurgence coming and there they're is. trying to get in there. Um, yeah. The So just to, talking of Ampeg, I've just had a quick look. So an Ampeg SVT, SVT 810, so the current model is 75 kilos that's <laughs> slightly heavier than me the mark wow. base uh casa 8x10 is 41 kilograms yeah. it's, it's like, almost half the weight yeah i bet you could lift that with one arm yeah 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 this looks great i might buy an 810 <laughs> <laughs> back in back hey, in. i'm back in the game yeah, i don't yeah. have a car big enough to fit, uh carry it around but whatever talking about um, buying stuff matt you got some new bits this week did i um got a drum machine of all guitar related things i got a fancy drum machine uh roland tr08 but i won't talk about that too much because i'm sure most people aren't interested I'm, I matt i'm retro st- 80s i'm well, super you know, i'm super interested to go down to the like the synth nerds podcast no i'm I'm. Who, who would do that um i am super interested in this because I, I was actually looking this week at uh at drum machines and thinking about whether i was going to get a vulcan well, beats or well, TR-08. You get a TR-08, it sounds like an 808, and what's the best thing you can run it through? Space Echo, obviously. Well, completely. So I spent a weekend just running this drum machine through a Space Echo and playing the Jurassic Park theme tune. Of course. Lots of free verb. I was um, thinking about you at the weekend, Matty, because Jay and I watched a bit of your um, your live stream into Guitar Notes where you were just playing around with reverbs and stuff. I tell him. Why don't you... I reckon you should just record a bit of it and then just put it out, a little album on Spotify, Matt Knight, little... Just <laughs> basically do like an hour's piece but then chop it up into 10 tracks or something. Why don't they do a Metal machine music. By a thousand percent. Yeah. You could do that. It's not, it's not slowing it down, it's stretching. Stretching. No, that's, stretching. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I found that Brian Eno... Well, I'm sure it wasn't actually Brian Eno, but there was there's a, a Brian Eno page that I follow on Twitter that uh, posted a link to a programme that I think is free that will allow you to stretch. I tried to do it once and it sounded so rubbish like the pro whatever program was recommended you need a really good program yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's sound, the one that I had sounded absolutely dreadful the one that did because I, I did some reading into it the the one that I really like the, the best stretched uh, piece of music is the uh, Jurassic Park theme uh, and that was used by uh, that was a program by uh, a program called Paul Stretch yeah I used that for something else and it sounded awful really yeah. uh, I mean the, the Jurassic Park theme is unbelievable yeah we listen to it fairly regularly at work i love it yes it's good um so matty yeah why don't you record some of your stuff so people can hear it yeah or maybe i'll maybe i'll just live stream it once only that's it no, one yeah. time performance <laughs> why don't you just build it into the cd player of a bmw mersbo yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe um and i also got a um well i say i got uh, a guy at work bought a guitar um which i've taken home with me because i need to use it for a project this week road worn strat in sunburst and it is bloody lovely. Straight out of the box, plays like an absolute dream. I've always quite a, kind of had a bit of a soft spot for those. I just think they're... The only thing is, because the relicking, I think, is all the same on all of them, once you've seen a few of them, like in the shop, you're a bit like, oh, yeah. But of course, but the only... idea of a road worn is it's going to wear with you. That's sure, why it has sure. thin nitrocellular. Sure. I used to love the Highway 1 series. And yeah. this is obviously an evolution of, of that, in a way, because the body finishes the same. What's nice is that it's not... 
I I miss the heavy relicking they used to do on the bodies, but I think it's better with the light relicking on the necks they do now. Yeah. Because I think they like when I think a lot of people think they're overly worn, so they've like scaled it back. Oh, have they changed them then since they started? Yeah, so they're not like they I guess they're more of a light relic now than not than a than a heavy relic. Right, okay. That yeah. sounds better. I didn't realise that. No, they're they're and, really good. Um, I Ferro, fretboard as well. Oh yeah, because you've nice. got uh, so yeah, you've got one of the um Oh, one of those ones I really like the telly I mean I realise that, that's they, an extremely boring thing for me to say are they cheaper or more expensive than a Baja uh, more, expensive. more expensive they're just over a thousand just under a grand pounds. just under a grand yeah they are fantastic Brass. guitars I think it's there's a big old price difference bear in mind it's a it's a Baja with a, with a thin, a thin nitro finish. it's kind of well, I respect not, differences but yeah yeah what, what is crazy is that it just made me remember Pickups of the time oh really that used to be able to buy a Mexican Strat for like a few hundred quid and now the range is so massive and the yeah. quality is so good across the board but it just in a way it feels bizarre to spend that money on a Mexican guitar when yeah. you worked in a shop when there was only really one Mexican guitar you could buy Mexican standard <laughs> the most boring guitar I, I think and it was like they, 350 quid they are definitely an awkward price point at that because you think you invest 350 more pounds and you can get an American Pro like you know that's there's it depends what you want though if you want like a vibey yeah if you want about, a vibey old guitar of course I like that warning because it feels it feels like a custom shop it doesn't have the same like finesse feeling I guess that a custom shop does but it certainly like gets close so if someone who goes I really love a custom shop 62 strap but I'm never going to be able to afford yeah three totally grand, I think it's an, a brilliant guitar for the money why absolutely brilliant why do other companies not make guitars in Mexico? Have, have we ever found that out? I've got an idea. It just seems to be oh, weird. No, because Martin. The Fender Cartel. Martin, Ma- Martin, yeah, Martin, Martin, Martin have got the Navajo but, factory. But yeah. No other electric guitar manufacturers make in Mexico. You'd think I, that it would be an obvious one for someone like Gibson, for example. Well, completely. I think it's, it would be a, a very smart move if Gibson did something like that. But I guess maybe Fender own the Mexican factory. Yeah, but yeah, they do. Yeah, but I guess in like Korea with world music, they are just a guitar factory, and you can just go there and hand them blueprints, and but they you will would make th- it. You would think that someone would go, okay, well, there's obviously demand for Mexican guitars. I'm going to set up a guitar factory and then go to Gibson and Ibanez and whoever. I mean, m- maybe the thing is, is it's just you can do that, but if you're going to set up a factory. Set up a factory in China where labour is cheaper. Sure, and it's but just for mid-range guitars. You know? Well, completely. I guess I, I guess a lot of it comes down to can you justify? Could say Gibson justify opening up a factory in in Mexico? How From much scratch? Yeah, how much without the heritage there? How much would the guitars? How much more do the guitars need to be to justify opening the shop in Mexico rather than in China? Yeah. You know, I, I, obviously, I'm taking all. I don't really like talking about people in the sort of commodity sense. Sure, like that, sure, but, sure. You know, from simply from a balance well, sheet point of view, labor, you know. yeah, absolutely. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. But yet to answer your question, Matt, Fender does own the factory in, uh, in Ensenada. Um, as opposed yeah, so to it being like a, a, a you know rented factory. Or well, whatever. when when Fender buy Gibson, they'll be able to make the Gibson <laughs> guitars there, right? Well, yeah, man. Speaking of speaking of uh, guitars that are going to relic well due to a light nitrocellulose finish. Oh, yeah, you've also seen some Gibsons this week. Yeah, the um, the uh, the Amazon, and I appreciate uh, American listeners. This this may well be slightly older news because. The, all these guitars were an Amazon exclusive for for the for Amazon US, but they finally made their way over to the UK. The uh, Gibson SG Fusions and M2 Melody Makers have worked their way over to the UK. Um, I've got a question about those. Yes. Why is the SG so much more money well, than the Les Paul? Yes, there is a bit of a price difference. So, um, so listeners, what they what what these are are essentially um, brightly coloured in much a similar sort of series concept, I guess, as the Fender offsets. These are pastel-ish brightly coloured SGs and Melody Makers. The Melody Makers are retailing at 399 British pounds and the SG Fusions are 499. Yeah, what does Fusion what does Fusion stand for? I um so the difference I uh, don't know. Fun, uh <laughs> unicorn, uh silly, uh hat uh, is That's like H in uh, fusion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but yeah, the, on the fly. That's so the, the worst so thing you've ever said. So the difference is the the, <laughs> um, the melody makers are poplar, a uh, popular poplar body, maple neck. Po- they're popular the and popular. They're popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a poplar body, uh, maple neck and rosewood fingerboard. Whereas the SG fusions are mahogany with a maple neck and oh, okay. a rosewood. I'm into that lavender fog SG fusion. Well, this I, is it. If it had the full plate on it. So you could take the neck pickup out and then well, just make it into an SG Junior. Do you know what? I, I, I did a video review of these and I said that's exactly what I'd do if I got this. I'd, I'd just buy a custom plate and uh, and turn this oh, into a Junior. They did it in Strawberry Milk, which is the... Strawberry the Milk maker. is their oh. rich pink that they do the Melody it Makers in. so good. If it's, I really needed another guitar, I think I'd just buy that for the colour. The colours available in the Melody Makers are Strawberry Milk, which is a, a, like a lipstick pink, uh, Citroen Green, which is a sort of greeny yellow sort of vomit and then uh, bright cherry which is just a bright red um, uh, teal which is a you know the sort of um, uh, Daphne blue sort of thing and phantom grey um, which is what it said the SG's come in orange solid 
<laughs> which uh, is, that, is that the which the is... outcome of your birthday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, which is a very nice sort of light tangerine. I think quite a tasteful colour, and that comes with a black plate, unlike everything else, which comes with a quite a cheap looking pearl plate. And then they do lavender fog and uh, light green, which are both pastely blues and greens mm-hmm. respectively. But there are other colours on the Gibson website. You not get those? Uh, no. Th- well, these are just the the last of the stock. Right, so okay, it's yeah. what didn't sell on Amazon essentially. So this right, is okay. what we got. I... We did actually have four colours of SG. There are only three on uh, on the GAC website now. So I assume we sold one. I no, like hate that. the bridge. I hate the bridge. I hate the bridge. Yes, it's an all-in-one bridge. That's true. So it's a bridge that deals with. But it. I've got I've got no problem with wraparound, obviously, because you know. Well, I guess that yeah, that would be two parts. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, why have they done that? Uh, what well, rather than having it in two pieces? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's kind of like the junior bridge, isn't it? Like you know, on juniors you just have the one piece, but it's angled, so you can't. Uh, uh, no, no, because yeah, I'm thinking about mine. SG Mine's like, oh, SG Junior. Yeah, mm. sorry. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, Mark, this guitar is four hundred. Uh, I, I realise that. Yeah, I understand. This is that. a four hundred ninety-nine pound. In the S, in the case of the SG, in the case of the Melody Maker, it's a three hundred ninety-nine pound American-built Gibson in fun colours. I sure, think that's awesome. I, I'm totally into that. And to me, it does come back a little bit of like. Why would you ever buy a top-end Epiphone when these guitars are readily available? I, I mean, that yeah. was, some, that oh, was yeah. something that I never understood working in the shop. And, but a lot of it just came down to the fact that people wanted a guitar that looked like a, a top-end Gibson. Proper Les Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, these, you know, you wanted, they wanted to, people wanted to pay 550 quid for an Epiphone Les Paul Custom rather than yeah. 550 quid for, a, for, um, a, for a much LPG, cooler for guitar. For a Gibson, Gibson Les Paul LPJ. I must admit, though, I keep seeing the Joe Bonamassa one pickup Firebird and thinking that has got to be one of the best looking. It's so yeah, cool. Made. That was great. It looked the incredible. No, they did it in gold and sunburst. I actually thought it looked amazing in sunburst. And Epiphone normally completely mess up. Well, their, I just I think sunburst. that they've they've done a lot of work in picking artists and doing cool guitars. Yeah. As opposed to the previous expensive stuff, which was stuff like. A Les Paul custom, Les Paul fifties like, outfit, yeah, uh, totally. With the case. A Les like, Paul what, tribute. What is this guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prophecy and stuff well, like they're, that. The most yeah. expensive, I guess, standard Epiphone that's not a signature or one of the um, Japanese built ones is the Epiphone Les Paul Tribute Plus, plus tops, which yeah, is six hundred and fifty quid. And if yeah, I remember rightly, that is basically um, a standard, but it's American hardware. Yeah, it's so classic. weird. So just that quite a nice top pay. on it as well. That yes. blurring yeah, I, of the I, price points is just weird to me. Yeah, really but the weird. top is not solid cap, is it? It's just is it just a veneer? No, that's a shame. But well, I mean, in the case of these, they they have they certainly have that rough around the edges thing that all like low end Gibsons have. Like yes, you know, you you can <laughs> you, you can see the the sort of the 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 build problems with yeah. these guitars but and and the finish is is very much like <laughs> this is a this is one coat of paint on here yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with no varnish over the top that's kind of good know. though because it will wear in an I interesting so. way i think it wear in an interesting way i think they're a perfect modern guitar i think there's something you could do anything with they played fine out of the box like i they weren't especially doggy they weren't amazing but i was like this is a cool guitar for not much money i want like you know a a lavender fog SG for four hundred and ninety nine pounds. I just love or... someone. Someone signed off on strawberry milk. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like someone. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's and it's a great color. These these colors are really interesting. One thing I was I was doing the video with um one of the other fellows at GAC and he's a big Fender fan and he really didn't like these because he felt 
that they hadn't nailed the colours. He felt like they'd what? gone. He he was like they've gone after those Fender colours, but none of them are tasteful. Like oh, they're all wicked they're, though. Yeah, they're all very bright though, and like they're like in the same in. You oh, think, think oh, about why have they not blue. done a two color sunburst? No, no, not like that. You think about the offset colors. Think about shell pink. Think about sonic blue. That's Daphne what they've blue. done. Strawberry milk. No, but these are very vibrant. And yeah, they're very good. bright, and in real life, they are extremely vibrant. But that's what. But they're going after the success that they had with the with the Epiphone SLs. Of, of course, yes, you know. of course. And and to a more vintage extent, the SGX. Oh, well, of course, which is what these are. What these. Actually, remind me of a bit yeah. more because I've got a similar plate. Um, with that, should we dive into this week's nude apocalypse? I might as well say this every week, but this week there is a brand new pedal <laughs> <laughs> from Electro Harmonics. Yeah, so um, I'm really glad that we can finally reveal the details of the new Electro Harmonics compressor. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. about time that we've uh, we saw a new one. No, I'm of course kidding. This is the new Electro Harmonics Ocean's Eleven reverb uh, that was, I think, announced the day after we podcasted last week. Yeah. So everybody, I'm assuming a lot of people would have seen this by now. And um, this looks absolutely fantastic. And uh, so it's it's an eleven setting uh, reverb that looks uh, not too dissimilar to uh, the uh, someone's competition on the market. Um, the TC Electronic. It looks exactly like a TC Electronic Hall of Fame. Um, so I, I, um, I think this is it's great. It's got more on it, though. It does have about the same amount on it, Ooh, I think. Does it? No. I'm not sure I, it's got more. Does no, it? no. Some of the settings on there are like, no one's done this before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. More. Yeah. It's got more algorithms, but it's got the same amount of slots because obviously the... Hall of Fame has the 11 user slots. Yes. Right. Only eight sounds, I yes. think. And this one has Something like that. sounds. Um, and also you've got, uh, I think there are some different modes within each of the, maybe not within each of the, uh, each of the uh, algorithms, but it looks fantastic. It sounds absolutely incredible. And what I think is really good, we were talking about this at work and, um, you know, someone at work brought up like, oh, you know, it's, it's come out just after the marine layer and i'm like it's not it, it's that, nothing two different yeah. people two different people are going to yeah. buy this uh, are going to buy these these pedals this is the people that are going to be worried about them worried is maybe not the right word but it's it's hall of fame yeah. people who want loads and loads of options um and i think it's great that this has come out because the hall of fame has sat there as a um high quality uh budget um multi algorithm reverb kind of by itself for a long time yeah i mean what else is there to a certain extent i guess the rv6 um although you know it's is that it doesn't have that it doesn't have the same amount of features that the hall of F the hall of fame is for a compact has the most amount yeah, of yeah totally. it's an absolute switch totally. and I, I think it's really great that electroharmonics have done this and i would be very i would be very surprised if we don't see a number of other pedals in this sort of vein over the next few weeks and months maybe oh, even yeah. some of them I wonder if we'll get like mm. a flashback type I, uh, pedal I actually think this is kind of a little bit revolutionary in the same way that the Canyon the Electro Harmonix Canyon yeah. had like things like it's octaving I guess that was kind of like the flashback wasn't yeah. it the Canyon yeah. yeah but the Canyon had those octaving delay tails well, yeah. and I was like what else does that that was an amazing setting it was such a, a sort of weird ver like versatile soundscapey unusual delay feature that no one else was doing and it was just like yeah here's this is one setting like Earthquake Devices would have released that as a whole pedal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah totally. And the Electro Harmonics are just, yeah, it's one of the settings. And they've done the same thing. They've done the same thing with this, with the Ocean's Eleven. Um, well, this, 
this is obviously a continuation of the canyon yeah series series, series yeah um I once again my only problem with all of these things is there's probably so many good sounds on it. I hate having these kind of pedals on my board because you always like there's yeah. just too many well, settings. Have, and have, I, you I read about, never, have you read about? Have you read about? I can never find anything that I want to stick with. That's, but Matt, that's the end. I, th- I think that is exactly goes back to the point that I was saying, which is this is this is a pedal for this isn't a pedal for you. This is a pedal for someone who maybe uh, isn't really into pedals or doesn't really have. Mm. Um, a, a, a nut doesn't really have an idea of what reverbs they're into. Like yeah. you know what yeah. you like, and you've got reverb pedals that do loads of different sounds. This is a, a as you say, Joe. It's a Swiss Army knife type pedal, and this it, if this came if this was out when I was still working in the shop, I would have absolutely loved it yeah. because it really was. You only had one choice. If someone went into the shop and they said, "Oh, I'm after a reverb pedal. I don't really know what I want," I would always reach for a Hall of Fame because it had so many different options on it. You gave uh, you gave people so much choice that they could go with. Whereas, what you're after, Matt, is you want right. I want something that's like massive and expansive. Well, and got this, that, and the other. Or or I want something really, really short and really like slapbacky. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, the thing. So I'm, I was thinking like, oh, you know, it'd be good to have like a dedicated spring reverb. I was looking at this new super ahead that's come out that you can basically di the reverb straight out, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I looked at this, and it's got. Um, spring reverb based on the classic Fender tank. Yeah. But I like that when you're on the algorithm, if you kick really quickly the oh, foot switch, God, it so does the good. splash of the spring tank. That is cool. So, so good. Like, so good. That is a brilliant feature because the only thing that had that before was, was a the real... electro spring king. Yeah. yeah. Which had the thunder pad because you were yeah. kicking an actual spring tank. I think yeah. the Carl Martin headroom did it as well because that had a spring in it. Right, yeah. yeah. That was also the size of a small building. Awesome. Yeah, and it's like four hundred quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But no, you're you're completely right. That that um that like splash sound is just it's it's like my favourite sound the, for a guitar. Like just just kicking an amp a bit. Yeah. The setting that's got me on this is its auto infinite option, mm. which uh t- the the way they describe it is um it triggers a reverb watch for each uh, wash for each note or chord, and when a new one is struck. The previous resounding reverb crossfades into the new one. Basically, that, that I is, think that's just post rock. Well, I was yeah, just going to say exactly. Is. This is like this is like <laughs> I want to watch that movie about the bus that had to speed through the city, and if it's speed for it's just a freeze. Like yeah, they should have just maybe. called it the maybe, oh yeah, you maybe. can freeze the sound, and when you uh, when you're finished playing, you can freeze a different sound. Like that's what it is. I'm going to throw something out there. Potentially. The Electronics Freeze is one of the most influential pedals of the last I think 15 you said years. said that before, haven't you? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. But think how that has affected genres like the rubbish that Joe Branton plays. Basically, the technology that's in the Freeze is now in everything. And that is the sound that people use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it's yeah. funny because the Freeze is, in, from what I see, like on boards or like, especially like seeing on ebay you see far more of the super egos and then the freeze is going for like mega money because i think people still want the simplicity of the freeze because you can get like the super ego deluxe which has got a bunch of effects on it and i think it's like one step too far where the freeze is just like a cool box that you basically step on and then it's just like there's your frozen sound and then you can just like put it at the beginning of a chain and add loads of stuff to it it's so simple and so genius yeah, it, it I'm really was. They've not made a nano one of it, or at least put a remote jack on it for people who, like me, who use a switching system. Yeah, so you can like 
you know remotely trigger it somehow i um i could never get the super ego to work i just couldn't make it make it was, a sound that sounded anything usable yeah yeah it was annoying yeah yeah but i think i think that auto infinite is basically the i think it's an algorithm from the super ego that basically freezes a chord when you play and then when you hit a certain trigger threshold it crosses that fades in one and crosses out the other which is exactly what the super ego does yeah true it's still super cool have you seen the the dynamic one they have as well which is uh it it will swell in it's uh, it swells in your delay your reverb tails okay so a noteless swelling of your reverb tails which is something you can build on the Hall of Fame because Pete Thorne built it. It's right. one of Pete Thorne's uh, tone prints on yeah. the TC. Is that? Well, they they also did on the Hall of Fame, they had uh, a dynamic setting and that was actually the opposite of this, uh, the opposite of what you say. Oh, really? Which is it, you would only get the, uh, it would do it on the uh, flashback and on the Hall of Fame. You'd only hear the effect whilst you were playing. Right. So it would... There was no, there was no artifacts or right. anything. Like as soon as you finished, that the delay stopped or the reverb stopped, which I, I thought was like, a, I thought was a cool idea, but I didn't really understand it's who like a wanted gated, that gated reverb. Yeah, like yeah. really, really, yeah. really intense gated reverb. Yeah. yeah, there's apparently also a secondary switch on the Ocean's Eleven. Uh, so yeah, there was a hidden similar- feature, isn't there, for every for every effect? It's the same as the Canyon, right? Y- yeah, yeah, I think so. Similar, yeah. Oh, does the Canyon have that as well? Yeah, Canyon has a similar thing. I think it basically like engages some alternate options. Like I think on mod, it allows you to control like the mod speed, for oh, example. Oh, that's cool. I see. And stuff like that. I think um, it will do things like that. I don't think it like engages an entirely different algorithm, but I think it allows you to alter controls that you couldn't before, like just on the four that are on the panel. Another cool pedal out this week, the brand new Boost 18 from Lunastone. Yeah. Lunastone are great, aren't they? We've had um, yeah. we, we, we've had some stuff yeah, from Lunazone before. And we had this pedal for some time. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to get to. But we, we have had the uh, the uh, True Drive. What is it called? True Drive? The TOD 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. True, true Overdrive. True Overdrive, yeah. true overdrive yeah. 1 and 2, yeah, which were <laughs> fantastic fantastic pedals but yeah we, we do also have the boost 18 yeah and apparently it's just been unveiled so uh yeah i didn't realize that that's definitely been up on our instagram like i've posted that on our instagram probably three or four months ago so uh whoops um but anyway yeah so this is an upgrade of um of the the lunastone pusher which was their 15 decibel boost um this is it's three louder oh that is exactly what it is it's three (laughs) louder but the the other idea of this is they actually are marketing this as they're like yeah use it as a boost if you want if you want but if you set it on zero it's the best make gooder a pedal you'll you'll ever plug in i remember you saying this before yeah so their their whole thing with it is like yeah this will give you like a real sort of valvey warmth they're like this is you know our uh echoplex preamp you know, this is their sort of like turn this on and everything will just sound banging. It will give you that that wonderful valvey warmth. It's it's in a it's in a mini pedal format, so it doesn't take up much room. Leave it on, everything will sound great. If you want to use it as a boost, use it as a boost. It's eighteen decibels, which is tons. And the Lunar Sound stuff always looks cracking. They have massive red jewel LEDs and um they're just really clean and smart, very professional looking, really well built. Yeah. Um, it looks like studio gear. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think these are. I don't know how much these are supposed to be retailing at. I'm not. Oh, here we are. Like 109 dollars. Okay. USDs. So it might be like 99 quid. It might yeah, be 109 like pounds. It depends, doesn't it? Who knows? Depends how much markup you put on it, Joe. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, this it, this looks like an absolutely banging pedal, and uh, you know, from a company that make fantastic drives. I mean, I, well, I know that it's good because we you know we've, you we've had plugged it, it in, for, had it for, for a long time. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Giving for once, we're able to give an actual review rather than a preview, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the review is good. Yeah, it's it very good. good. Yeah, it is fantastic. I think it's great. I've got loads of tiny boost pedals at, at, at my flat at the moment because there's the. Uh, do you remember AWOL who make yeah, the, the, the smallest boost? The smallest boost in the world. Well, that, um, he also mods the canyon. So I wonder how it. long it'll be before he mods the Ocean's Eleven. To do what? Yeah. Just to different sounds? Um, I think you've got a latching or non-latching bypass switch. Okay. And then the second one adds in its momentary and adds in infinite repeats in like a swelling ah, fashion. So that's it, cool. Interesting. It goes from cool. zero to hundred on the like feedback control. So and, and then there's an external in jack for tap tempo. Matty, talking about modded pedals, did you see the mm. picture this week? Someone it was a boss pedal and I can't remember which one, but someone had basically put on a tiny synth patch bay onto the boss yeah. pedal. Um Simon the Magpie. Crazy Of course, um, of course it was him. I think he's in Sweden, but he's just like into basically like DIY crazy modular he's really into modular synth, so he builds a lot of his own modules. Yeah. And yeah, he's basically circuit bent a DS one. But each circuit bend, he's at- attached it to a small, um, like, micro jack. So you can patch different bends in the circuit together. It looked so absolutely bizarre. He's, he did, I think it was either a DS1 or a Metal Zone, it had something like 36 different patch points on it. <laughs> yes, um, crazy. Which is a cool idea, because you can basically, yeah, like, they're glitchy noise pedals for guitar or, or bass or whatever but it just means that you can always just patch in different bits and it will always sound like totally different yeah. it's a great idea i think, I think boss, boss should a, boss should start doing that i think as an official thing as official mod yeah, the, yeah. Uh, modular mod yeah the mod mod the mod mod the mod 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 yeah i want to see that from boss i think you should do that it sounds good i just start doing it myself do it. yeah matt knight taking over the just give me a pedal call, just, modding you know, department just circuit do it, do it. And what we'll do is dive into this week's... Good. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Um, let's do... I'm th- glad that there was a lot of stuff for us just to like talk about at the start, mm. because there's only those two pedals. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so... But they're really interesting ones. When's yeah, yeah. When summer am? Like two weeks or something. Uh, yeah. It's no, the no, end of this month. No one's got releasing anything. One, they are, two, I think there's three. some big stuff coming. No, there's not. There's going to be a lot to talk about. No one's releasing anything. I know that there's some big stuff coming. There's definitely not. It's going to be really dull. No well, one sent me any press releases. Well, that's, that's because sure. you're out of the loop. People <laughs> uh, are not at Brampton. I'm going to have a great time because I'm going to be there. I'll be you? boozed up. at snam. Business I'm be, boozing. I'm not going to be... No. Smash You'll be business boozed. Working very hard. Sure, sure. You're going to drink <laughs> your... a pint of shots. How is... Surely a shot is a measurement. A and pint a pint is also shots. a measurement. Mm. You're going to walk a 
kilometer of miles yeah do it. Miles said, talking to Matt Whoa. Miles. Miles Whoa. says, I can't seem to get my hands on a Sterling St. Vincent no matter how hard I try. UK retailers, or at least the ones I've seen, are completely sold out and next to nothing on the second hand market. Hot property in demand or limited stock on a more niche guitar? Or is there something bubbling under the surface? Joe Branton, um, you, you work for a retailer. What's going on with St. Vincent? You bubble well. under the surface. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, no, you're absolutely right, uh, kilometers. We, um, <laughs> we, there are, <laughs> uh, there are, there are no Sterling St. Vincent's, uh, in the UK at the moment at all anywhere. Um, now I, I don't know what the, what the reason is for that from Sterling, but, you know, they are, you're, you're also completely right. They are something that people are crying out for. Like, we are, contacted about them as a retailer you know or I, I would say or, you know almost every week they're an incredibly popular guitar everyone wants a St. Vincent and not everyone wants to drop two and a half thousand pounds on one so yeah. the, the Sterling St. Vincent should be something that is propelling Sterling and Music Man to the next level but instead they've clearly not sorted out production and uh, and they are suffering for it I, th- I think it's a dumb move dumb move to miss that opportunity but yeah um, we managed to get like a couple in every now and again and the last one we got in I bought so yeah, well, so you basically you're the problem yeah, that the customers problem. can't get it yeah exactly I think you shouldn't be allowed to buy guitars anymore well this one took a knock so oh weird was, uh, behind your no. desk took a knock oh, that right. sort of knock was it <laughs> no it was it had nothing to do with me but um, yeah so unfortunately there, there are none in the UK I hope there will be some soon um, but we don't even have any solid dates on them what, what, what a ridiculous thing what a great guitar yeah, um, and you know they, they retail at like seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty, something like that. So it's the right sort of money that I think people are, are willing to take a stab on it. Yeah, at, at, at that sort of um, at that sort of price point, at two and a half thousand pounds, I think you have to be or two thousand two hundred. You have to be very invested. You have to really love that guitar, um, and I think for a lot of people, this is the sort of guitar that you might get to have something fun. And I think, you know, that that is obviously the problem. There is, of course, there's actually no shortage and no problem with Music Man St. Vincent's. We, we sell loads of them. Yeah. Uh, we, we just do them to order. And so they, they come in and go out uh, per customer. And they, they do very well. But, yeah, this this should be the sort of thing that we have. They should release more colours. The, the same way that they did with the... Um, just do uh, whatever it was, strawberry milk or whatever. Joe, if you remember <laughs> correctly, all we have done for the last five years on this podcast is complain about the fact that Ernie Ball make too many uh, Music Man (laughs) make too many colours on their guitars yeah I know I know they did actually they did actually announce at uh, Winternam doing a stealth black sterling uh, St. Vincent which which also has not materialised in the real world so who knows I, I hope it's soon because man you know great guitars one last question Mark who I believe works at Boss says Matt Knight's WWE alter ego is obviously the big boss man Mark, Jay, Joe, who are yours? I feel, I feel like you're more qualified to answer this question than we are. Oh, yeah. It's very tough. Because I'll just say people that you guys don't know. Well, so can I have the honky-tonk man? You can have the honky-tonk <laughs> you man. You do kind the of. The honky-tonk man goes to Joey B. Um, he wrestles under a different name now. And it was, I, it was hilarious. And I can't remember what it was. Um, Jay Cross, while you're researching Honky Tonk Man, who's your WWE t- alter ego? Uh, I... D- I don't know. I so needs to be someone sort of fairly Gonte? tall. Um, he's not that big. He's not that big. Um, I would say someone a bit tall. Big Van Vader. Wayne Ferris is his name now. Yeah, I he think. goes under like uh, the Rock and Roll Man or something like that. 
the tonky honk man the, t- the tonky honk man <laughs> um i don't know who i'd go i don't know who i'd be paul uh, bearer paul bearer <laughs> thanks matt <laughs> You could be the Undertaker. That's the only rest I could think of. At you're sort of, point. you're tall and a bit miserable and a bit gothic and that emo. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the Undertaker. I don't look anywhere near enough like Kelsey Grammer though. That is true. That is true. But you, you've got similar personality traits. Gold dust. Gold dust. I'm going with gold I could, dust. I could feel. I could feel. I could feel gold dust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. There we go. That's. Uh, oh, Who are you? Know, I don't know. Who am I? Sort of like short, bit annoying. Sting. Sure, Michael. Something like that. V- very good at what I do, but also a bit of a bell. Flying Brian. Uh, uh, Shane McMahon. I could be. Yeah. I've got all the money. I could be flying Brian Pillman. Yeah. Uh, sort of the loose cannon. I don't think I've got the personality for that. But Val Venus. Yeah, I'm going with Val Venus. That's the end. Um, with that, we should draw this podcast to a close. Thank you very much for listening this week. If you want to hear more, we're going to go and record a Patreon episode where I've got a little sort of a kind of game lined up oh, no. uh, based on a question. Um, is, it, is it more wrestling? The question came no in from Toby. Toby asked, um, so I'm definitely buying one of those bullet tellies with the intention of modding it. How far would you go? I'm thinking of pickups, bridge and tuners and seeing how to how I get on with the neck. So what we're going to do in the Patreon... I'm I'm going to assign you a budget. Into the shape I'm, going of an you, I'm going to assign you a budget, and you've got to tell me what mods you would do to one of those new elite bullet telly or whatever they're called, bullet tellies, bullet tellies. Um, squire bullet tellies. So that's okay. what we're going to do over on Patreon. If you want to hear that, Patreon Log over to sixty cycle hum. No, Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Where from as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. At one dollar a month, you get the regular episode ad free and early, and at five dollars a month, you get the extra half an hour every week. At $10 a month, you get your name read out in one breath by Joe Branton, as these people have. But before you start, Joe, this yeah. week we've got a very special musical accompaniment. Matt, are Wait, you ready? I'm going to try and find the right one. I'm really do I'm so tired. I don't know if I can do this. There's, a, there's another really bloated. There's another name exhausted. this week as well. I know. Okay, Matt. We, we, need, we need a tempo. Okay, let's just do 120. Let's keep it simple for him. Okay. I reckon faster. 420. You're going to have to hold it the speaker on it close to the mic, Matt. Where's the speaker? I think it's underneath. Sounds Great like you've just thrown it down the stairs. Great radio. That'll do, that'll do. Okay, that's, that's good. good enough, that's good enough. Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolfman, Cutlerton, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Gruel, Nate Nagel, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Emery James Baker, Christoph Rappenberger, Zane Omar, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Loseth, Ron Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Mordrack, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Branson, Steve Morgan, Blair Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Pace, J.D. Short, Adam Mackenzie, Laurie Ansis, Paul Gorgon, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Tomsett, Moore Gravett, and the one, the only, Colin Anderson! There we go. 
an excellent performance from both Joe and Matt this week. I nearly passed out. I loved it. I think we're, we're getting close. If you want to see or listen to a man die from speaking uh, names in one breath, um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and add your name to the list and we'll see if we can get Joe to actually keel over with the sheer amount of names he has to read. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Lots of fun and games to be had there. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at guitar nerds. You can go to youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos to see new videos or you can go to the new shiny guitar nerds.net website which is a hub for all of the content we're doing you can see the latest video you can see the latest podcast you can see the instagram feed you can buy merch it's all on there it's all on there and it looks well good i spent all of saturday morning doing it all up and it looks fantastic it does look really good you have done a good job i've done a good job it took like two hours i was amazed by how uh easy the internet is nowadays well when I found another site that basically did exactly what we wanted I just copied that and it was easy (laughs) yeah it was really good with that we will speak to you next week cheers gang bye bye Give them a gift they'll never forget, because they'll still have it years later. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. Because a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. So be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code GRATEFULAG23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.